Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Siner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change the world. Welcome to Real Answers. This is Dr. Kate Siner, and today we are going to be talking about how intention without attachment creates a happier life. So two critical components in that, intention and without attachment. So most of us are aware that uh, being intentional in our life actually has many benefits, uh, anything from clarifying what it is that we're wanting in a particular moment, being able to see results, um, energetically setting ourselves up to have what we want to have happen. But the part that a lot of people don't know or the place that a lot of people stumble when setting intentions is around attachment. So the thing about attachment is that in any kind of um, uh, clinging to something, so a desire to have something go a certain way, there is also a fear that things will not go that way. And so that sets up a problem with our intention because depending on how strong our fear is, we can actually start to uh, magnetize, attract, or create our fear rather than moving in the direction of our intention. So this becomes a very important skill. How do we do it? How do we set our intention, move forward in our life in this clear way, trying to create what it is that we want, and um, also do it in a way that is not attached. So um, it's important in order to start to detach from our intention is to recognize uh, what that what that fear is. So what is the fear that we are so afraid, like the thing that we're so afraid that we're going to get instead of the intention? And in order to get at that fear, we need to start to tune in to, you know, what it would mean not to have what it is that we are intending to get. And pretty quickly, that will put us in contact with this fear. So for example, say my intention is to, you know, increase my income by a certain amount. Or my intention is to be happier, right? Well, then my fear might be, well, what might happen if I don't increase my income a certain amount? So how might my life suffer? How might I suffer? And there's usually some superficial ways, right? Like, well, I wouldn't be able to do some of the things that I want to do or wouldn't be able to buy this house or whatever, right? And then there are some deeper things, like if I wasn't able to do that, then, you know, maybe I have a fear that, um, you know, my whole life would fall apart 
or that, you know, my partner would stop being as interested in me or something like that, right? So that's the, the finances and with, you know, I have this intention to be happier. It might be, well, I'm not happy and I'm afraid that I'm going to stay this way. Or that if I don't really get this ha happiness for myself, then, you know, it means something about who I am. And those would be some deeper fears that might be in there. So we want to start to say, see um, where it is that our fears are living uh, in our intentions. And then we want to come to terms with those fears so that we can move forward without that attachment. And quite often, our fears have to do with unmet needs of ours. So they're, they're things that, uh, you know, needs that were unmet in the past or ways that we were stuck or had hardship in the past that we're afraid of recreating. Or it might just be something that we've assumed is really bad. For example, someone might not ever have experienced financial hardship, but they assume that financial hardship would be really bad. And so they might have, you know, uh, they might have judgments about people who go through that kind of experience. They might have watched someone else go through that experience, or they might have had that experience themselves. So we want to look at what's the root cause, what's the origin of this particular problem? Why is it that, um, that we are so afraid of not getting what it is that we want. So a little bit um, backwards, it's a little counterintuitive in some ways because our intention is about creating what we want. And this is really about looking at, you know, why, why we, you know, are afraid of not getting what we want and what our fears are, paying attention to those. But the goal really, and this is a critical component of it. The goal is to spend as little as time as possible with the fears. Because if you highlight the fears too much, then really what you do is you start this whole fear cycle. And the fear cycle isn't helpful at all. And so, uh, you could, you can then sort of start your focus going in the direction of what it is that you don't want because you're now obsessing about your fears. You're mulling them over way too much. So there's this really delicate balance that needs to happen between your, uh, you know, setting the intention, acknowledging the fear that might be there so that you can come from a place of, of less attachment, but not focusing so much on it or being so kind of sidetracked by it that it allows you to lose your focus on what it is that you really want to create. Okay? So we have something as simple as setting an intention, which is this is what I want. This is what I'd like to see. This is what I want to have happen. We have something as easy as that, but that actually as you start to make look at what makes it really work or not work, it gets a little more intricate. It requires a little more refinement in order to make it happen. So if you're someone who set intentions for yourself in the past and you've struggled with them, um, these might be some reasons why. 
you know, in, in what I'm saying today might be the, some of the reasons why it's been challenging for you to set intentions and get what it is that you want from those intentions. So we're going to go to a commercial break in just a second. Um, but before we do, I would like to recommend that you go to my website, katesigner.com. That's K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. There's a ton of information on that website, but specifically you can go to the work with me section and the free um, uh, webinars. And there are some wonderful free webinars on there that you can check out. And these are actual workshops where, you know, you're doing work to uh, clarify to get or to heal or you know depending on the workshop depends on the material but it's actual work that you can do uh, versus just listening to content so it's a great great next step so that's katesigner.com and i will be back in just a second uh, with more about how to uh, how intention without attachment creates a happier life Educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. Hello and welcome to Real Answers. Today I am talking about how intention without attachment creates a happier life. We've just been talking about the underlying fear. The underlying fear that sort of sneaks its way into your intention and then throws your intention off track because if your fear is actually stronger than your intention, then you get more of what you fear rather than what it is that you're wanting. So uh, what we can do about this, right? So we can uncover the fear. Um, we can also start to recognize what our unmet needs are and begin to meet them in healthier ways. So what, what happens is we all go through life and we develop along the way a certain amount of, of storyline certain number of things that we experience over and over again. And these become sort of like our shadow or negative story, which is like, you know, I was always told this, or I experienced this over and over again, or the message that I got was, you know, whatever. And this becomes part of how we perceive ourselves. And in this are some unmet needs because of course we want to be loved and we want to be valued and we want to know that we're accepted and all of that kind of stuff. So when we don't get those things and we don't get those things repeatedly, 
and in what appears to be a pattern in our life, then we have uh, some unmet need. And usually this unmet need is like a really, uh, it's, you know, an incredibly powerful part of our life. And so this is a little bit of an aside, but when we start to work with our unmet needs or when we start to work with these deeper fears, what it opens up for us is our potential. There's something, there's some wisdom in that, uh, in that challenging process, in that process of not having our needs met. There's some wisdom there that is ultimately very deeply transformational. What we can do to start our process, to start moving in the right direction, is we can recognize what unmet needs we have. And then we can start to meet them in healthier ways. And so if you haven't done it already, you can go to my website and take this quiz. The quiz, it's like right on the front page. And the quiz actually walks you through what your greatest fear is at this point in time. So you can take and find out what your greatest fear is. And then there's a three-part series that follows that, that allows you to actually uh, you know, work with that fear. So develop it, understand it more, and then understand what it is to do about it. So it's a great tool for, for working with this, you know, the fear and your unmet needs, but to, to give kind of a succinct version of it. Once you realize what your unmet need is, so say you have a need for connection, then what you do is you start building in healthy points of connection for yourself in whatever way that you can. So if you, if you're starting from a place of having no connection in your life, then you might start with maybe making contact with a therapist or something like that to, to try to build some connection, you know, or maybe you reach out if you have a family member that, you know, you could maybe reach out to, that might be something. So, um, if, you know, if you are, have some of your connection needs met, but not other ones, you might look at, okay, how can I take things a little bit further? Maybe I want to advance my relationship with some people that have been good people for me to connect with. You know, maybe I want to try and cross some of the areas where I'm in disconnect. So like, say if I don't trust people around a particular issue, maybe I want to start to try and build connection through trusting them. As we start to do these things, as we start to build in this kind of uh, stuff into our life, it creates an ongoing, like a dynamic healing for us. And healing becomes something that's less abstract and it's more something that we can kind of put our mind to. It's more something we can say, you know what, I'm going to do this on a regular and consistent basis. This is important for me. And that importance, right, is, is something that, uh, we can, we can just kind of lean into a little bit. This is part of what my life's about. It's about figuring out how to do this. And we find little ways to do it and big ways to do it. And I'm such a proponent of this because I believe that it takes, you know, what, once you start to understand the mechanisms, it takes the, uh, the need to go off and do personal development work uh, down a bit in importance. That is very important. It's something that I have a regular and consistent part of my life, right? So uh, that, that part. Um, I, I, like I, su- I support it, but 
even more than, you know, going to a workshop or sitting in a room and talking to someone, we need to be applying this in every day of our life. We need to figure out what does it actually look like for me to build connection? How do I do that? You know, in this example, it's connection. So, uh, or it's whatever else you might need. So sometimes people have safety issues. Sometimes people have a fear of being controlled, you know, um, so, uh, sometimes people have a fear of like not being perfect. These are sort of common fears and that they're going to be rejected for that. These are common fears that people have. So giving yourself, uh, the opportunity to begin to meet these needs is an incredibly, it's, it's, it's an incredibly powerful thing. And as you do this, it helps you let go of some of your negative attachments. And when you do that, it becomes easier to step into your uh, intention, to really move into your intention in the way that you want to move into your intention. So, uh, you know, there's a, a kind of a quick approach, like there's a, there's a relatively quick approach to sort of starting to get your attachments disengaged, right? It's recognizing, first of all, that they're there, paying attention to them. They probably show up as like emotions that are under the surface. So we start to pay attention to where those are. And then we start to understand what's going on with them. And then we look at what is it I really need here? And we start to give ourselves what we really need. And then that opens us up to a different way of being. So this is an incredibly healing process, simple and incredibly healing. So uh, we're going to take our second commercial break. And I'm going to be back in just a few minutes with more about how intention without attachment creates a happier life. educator, Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.katesigner.com. This is Dr. Kate Steiner, and this is Real Answers, and today we're going to be talking about, or today we have been talking about, how intention without attachment creates a happier life. 
So I've been saying that, you know, we first is recognizing that, you know, our attachment is connected to something we're afraid to have happen. And so we are, we're like overly invested in our intention and our outcome. And then that by recognizing that this is there and it's connected some fears that we have, which have either been things that we've experienced or not experienced in our life, but in some way we're afraid of having them happen. And we start to become aware of what those fears are. Why we have those fears is we have those fears because there, or there are, you know, unmet, unmet needs that we have. So when we start to take a look at the unmet needs, then we get uh, stronger and um, we are able to open up more to our intention. And so this, that process that I just described is a healing process. It's a healing process. Um, however, there are other healing processes that can also be important to letting go of intention. So when we, when we have pains from the past, you know, like I was talking about unmet needs, but you know, sometimes we have hurts from the past and yes, loosely we can say that those are all unmet needs, but the, the reality of it is that sometimes people all actually, you know, did us harm or, or hurt us in some way. Um, sometimes, uh, we just, we hurt someone and we can't forgive ourselves. You know, that can be something. Um, and when we are holding on to that pain from the past, uh, very often it, it's because there's something that we need to learn from it. Uh, so, you know, once we are able to integrate what it is that that situation had to teach us, Relief usually follows shortly thereafter. That's when we're able to open up to forgiveness. That's when we're able to accept what happened. That's when we're able to move forward in a new way, no longer confined by the past. So it's helpful if you, you know that there are areas of holding in your life where you're holding on to pain that you work to clear those up. And specifically, you can do that in the area of your intention in order to free yourself up to have what it is that you want. So if you start looking at my intention is to be happier and you start digging underneath that and you recognize that you're not happy now. And so um, you're afraid that that's going to continue. And you realize you're not happy now because you haven't been successful in creating the type of connection that you've wanted in your life. And that connection has really been lacking throughout the entirety of your life. So you have this unmet need for, for connection that's sort of propelling the whole thing. And you can say that that need for connection wasn't met because, you know, it, you know, you, where say you were mistreated by your parents or something like that. And, um, you know, they, they weren't able to be emotionally available or connected to you because of what was going on for them. And then you have this, these events in the past and these relationships that, you know, are existing, whether the people are alive or not, you have these relationships with those people that, uh, need to be healed in order to be able to fully move forward. So you start to look at the dynamics of what's happening, what happened in these situations. 
and ask yourself the question, you know, what is it? This is an advanced question, just so you know. What is it that I uh, might need to learn from these events? Or what would I benefit from learning from these events? So there, are, the reason I say it's an advanced question is because there are phases of this process. And an initial phase is expression of anger, regret, sadness, all of that kind of stuff. It's a very important part of the healing process. Understanding why you were hurt is an important part of the healing process. And it's also important at some point to start to recognize how does this inform me? How does it help rather than hinder me from moving in the direction that I want to move in? And there's usually something that we have to learn from those types of situations. Um, it's oftentimes the opposite of what we learned. So if, for example, our situation taught us that we weren't safe, the, the, the thing that we can really learn out of the situation when we start to get more advanced is how, how we're safe. And we might find that what we thought was safety and the reason that we were not safe is totally different from what safety actually is when we begin to learn about it. And the events are actually showing us what safety is not so that we can understand what it is. So that becomes like that, that's, that's, and that's true in many different circumstances. You can start to use the situation to actually see how to bring in what it is that you want in, in your life. And when something's been repeated in your life, it's probably a pretty important thing for you to recognize. It's probably pretty instrumental to your overall growth and well-being. And I'll just say one more time that these are phases of a process. So if you haven't done any work with the events that you're looking at, you would probably be better served by looking at what your unmet needs are, starting to meet those needs, starting to understand how they weren't met, starting to recognize your feelings that are associated with the situation, because those are all essential informational components. And then when you get through that process and you want to really free yourself up in, a, in an even bigger way, then you can start to look at how the situation helps and informs who you are. Okay. So when we, when we start to do these things, so you see that like intention in our personal development are intimately linked. That we actually can't move forward just by saying, I just want to be intentional about my life and that's going to do it. That the intention that we set for moving forward needs to be balanced by this work on ourselves, this clearing out process that allows us to set our intention and be open to it and also be open to whatever else we might receive. And we do that, it actually intensifies the power of our intention. 
And we have also developed the muscles that if we don't get our intention, we have the capacity to get ourselves back on track. So we have the capacity to use the information that we get from not getting our intention to really be able to move ourselves forward in an even more positive way. So that is all for today on how to use intention uh, without attachment to create a happier life. I want to thank you so much for joining me and give you a reminder to go to my website, katesigner.com, K-A-T-E-S-I-N-E-R.com. And check out my free uh, webinars that are under the work with me section. They're absolutely free workshops for you to do to work on your personal development. Uh, so enjoy them. And I look forward to being with you next time. You've been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesigner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.